Today on Hardwired. How many of you have had to get a new car because of fraud? Look at all these people. Look at all these people. Yeah, I have too. Our church has had to get one several times from people stealing the number, okay? That's what's gonna drive this. Antichrist will be able to sell it as a positive, good thing that you won't have to worry about your credit card anymore because your number is gonna be on you and nobody's gonna steal that. Welcome to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. Whether you find yourself in a good place, maybe in a difficult place, or possibly even in a very lonely place, let me encourage you that you've come to the right place. Now, if you're not able to stick around with us for all of today's program, you can always listen to it at our website, hardwired.org. You may have been listening to the program for a while or possibly just tuned in. Well, I want you to know that we do this for you. With a world that is searching and coming up empty, it's nice to know you can land on this message of hope and truth, something we all need to hear. So let's jump right in with today's program. Here's Pastor Jeff to tell us what's coming up in today's edition of Hardwired. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Hardwired. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, we're going through the book of Revelation in Hardwired, and I've loved teaching it. I know you've loved hearing it. We've got great feedback. And today we're going to go into something that all of you are going to recognize, even if you're not a Christian, you're likely going to recognize today's message, for we're going to be looking at the infamous number 666. What does it mean? When John wrote it down in the book of Revelation, how will that come to pass? In what way will people receive the mark? And if you do receive the mark, what does that mean for you? And if you refuse the mark, what does that mean for you? I can't wait to share part two of the message, 666, the mark of the beast. Let's jump right in. We're gonna be in Revelations 13, and let me just do a little backup because I like to kind of keep us up to speed because we're dealing with a lot of stuff, a lot of heavy stuff. This is, this is a, you know, earth shattering, earthquake kind of stuff. So I want to be sure that we're remembering what we dealt with last time and just keep us up to speed. So last time we ended with looking at the rise of the infamous Antichrist, how the Bible calls him the beast the Bible's description of his evil personality. The Bible tells us what he's gonna be like. He's gonna be the flatterer. He's gonna be the climber. He's gonna be the one who seizes power quickly. The opportunist deluxe on steroids. We looked at his committing the abomination of desolation and the worldwide adulation that will erupt after what appears to be the miraculous healing of a head wound. So it looks like either he or something connected to him literally is resurrected. I personally believe it's the Antichrist. The lie, the strong delusion will be this individual. Revelations 13, verse 11, John looks and he saw another beast come up out of the earth. Now he's gonna describe him. This description is very important. He had two horns like those of a lamb. But he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast. And he required, look at this, he required all the earth and its people 
to do what? Worship the first beast. So John the Baptist, he's, it's the Antichrist, demonic John the Baptist. This second beast says to the world, when it looks like he rose from the dead, you need to worship him. This man is not just a good politician or a problem solver. This man is more. This man has a supernatural edge to him. As a matter of fact, this man is God. Worship him. So to me, you've got a, you've got a political leader and a religious leader working in tandem to bring the world under a spell and to, and to bring about world domination. There's no question about it. The second beast in tandem with the first beast and this animated statue. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And nobody could buy or sell anything without that mark. Let that sink in. You can't go get gasoline without that mark. You can't sell a car without that mark. It says you can't just not buy, you can't sell. You can't sell a house. You can't sell a car. You can't sell anything without that mark. The system will be so in place that for a sale to happen, you've got to have that mark. If you're not a believer and you're in the beast system and you're under that great delusion, then you're going to take the devil's mark. You are going to take it. It'll be forced upon the Christ-rejecting world or you'll sit there and you'll starve. And if you don't know Jesus, you could, you're not going to do that. This technology for a mark like this is in place right now. It only awaits the right timing. I'm going to say that again. It only awaits the right timing. Everything we see now that is significantly headed that direction or the same kind of thing, it's technology being prepped, being prepared for the right timing. For instance, a recent article was headlined this, Fingers Likely to Replace ID Cards in the United States. Follow this. The article reads, Beginning in March, students at the University of California, Irvine, were no longer required to show their ID cards to gain access to the Anteater Recreation Center. Instead, they only had to place their hands in a scanner and type in their personal ID numbers. Campus officials said that the hand geometry system had been available for less than two months and already almost 9,000 students had taken it subscribed to it, gotten an ID number. People no longer have to worry about taking their IDs to this rec center. They just run their finger through and it reads it. One example of the inexorable march toward the use of either a tiny implanted chip or an invisible to the eye laser imprint, and that's where I lean, an invisible to the eye laser imprint. Because yes, we're talking about a distinct mark, but it could be talking about its distinct to a laser reader. It may be invisible to the eye. Remember Six Flags, they would give you your stamp and you know, you could kind of see it until you went under a black light and then that thing lit way up and that was your ticket into all the rides. But you couldn't really see it good until it came under a black light. It could be something like that. Various things are gonna drive this technology and I'll tell you the two main things that are gonna drive it. Credit card theft and identity theft at the top of the list. That's pandemic right now. You want to talk about pandemic? Listen, have you lately been contacted by your credit card company saying, hey, we just want to be sure that fraud didn't happen on your card? How many of you have had to get a new card because of fraud? Look at all these people. 
Look at all these people. Yeah, I have too. Our church has had to get one several times from people stealing the number, okay? That's what's gonna drive this. Antichrist will be able to sell it as a positive, good thing that you won't have to worry about your credit card anymore because your number is gonna be on you and nobody's gonna steal that. Could it be that this Mark of the Beast prophecy is gonna be implemented by technology that exists today? I, I believe so. For instance, the biochip implant, syringe implantable microchip lithium transponder or an invisible tattoo designed to go on the right hand or the forehead is just around the corner. The technology's there. One recent news story in April 22, so just a few months ago, is this story is that new. Quote, instead of carrying your wallet in your back pocket or purse, a tech company wants you to carry it under your skin. The British-Polish company called Walletmore, Walletmore, is selling microchips as alternative payment options. This chip is about the size of a grain of rice. It costs about 300 bucks and it does not come inside a credit card. Instead, it has to be implanted in your body, preferably your hand. Once you activate it using a digital wallet app, Walletmore says you'll be able to make purchases at most businesses around the world by swiping your hand over a card reader. Boom. You know, this is leading up to a cashless society. Did you know that the book of Revelation predicts a cashless society? That it has to be cashless because now we're dealing with all buying and selling taking place via a mark, not money. So John is writing down in the first century when there was all kinds of currency, but he has no idea that his prophecies would be being read 20 centuries later when the technology would be in place to mark the entire world. And he foresaw this mark taking the place of cash transactions. Nobody can buy or sell without the mark. That's your transaction ticket. That's how you do it. So we're headed towards a cashless society, are we not? You'll just go to the supermarket, gather your groceries at the checkout counter, a scanner will be swept across your hand or your forehead. The money will be withdrawn from your bank and you'll receive a receipt showing how much was removed and what you have left, like an ATM transaction. You go get 200 bucks out of an ATM machine and it tells you how much you got and how much is left in your account. This mark will do that. This mark will take the place. Without this mark, you won't buy, you won't sell. You won't be able to sell, you won't be able to function. You'll be out there hunting game, raising your own chicken somewhere, living off the land, ducking and dodging, Antichrist security? I'm just telling you. Here's the way it reads. If George Orwell can be accurate with 1984, a regular man, this man, John, who I think was deeply moved by all this stuff, I think John was blown away. I think John was brought to tears. I think John was, John was not a genius. He was a fisherman his whole life. Peter, just a rough cut fisherman. But they ended up writing things that have staggered intellectual giants under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So John says it's gonna be a cashless society. That's the way it's gonna go down. The move to a cashless society is gaining momentum right now as we speak, all right? In the USA, did you know, in our country, 
Approximately 85% of all transactions are already cashless. 85%. Well, how often do you use cash? Not much. I know people, they go to QT and they use their card for a $3 drink. We're more and more not using cash. Cash represents about 1% to 4% of bank deposits. Everything else is by digital. It's by computer. It's instant deposits, instant withdrawal, whatever. It's cashless transactions. We're already there. Book of Revelation says it's going to have to be a cashless society. We're already almost there. Smart cards and biochip pet implants are now totally common. In an animal shelter, you go to, to adopt a pet now. These days, you've got to get them chip or you can't walk out with that pet. And thank God for the chips because you can find a lost pet easy. But here's the deal, are human beings next? Time will tell. We'll get back to Pastor Jeff in a moment to close out today's program. But first, I want to share something about our program. Our mission is actually very simple, to share the life-changing good news of Jesus Christ in a way that gets hardwired into your life. And we trust these messages from Pastor Jeff aren't something you can only listen to and enjoy, but that they inspire you to share with others. The message of the gospel is something everyone needs to hear, and that's why it's a priority to us. And you get to join us in this important mission. Call us at 877-884-3111 to say you're in, or drop us a line at our website, hardwired.org. Well, here's Pastor Jeff with the rest of today's program. Patrick Hennington, or Henningson rather, of Global Research Company writes this, right now we're on the cusp of the US dollar collapse. That should not shock anybody here. And perhaps a Euro implosion on the back end of it. Risk of hyperinflation are very real. Let me tell you something, our country is in insane debt, impossible, insurmountable, non-negotiable debt. Are you aware of that? That right now, America is bankrupt? They've printed so much money? Let me tell you quickly, in Nazi Germany, prior to the takeover of Hitler, and this is how Hitler seized Germany, it was in so much financial distress that the German mark was so useless, so worthless, that there's a story of one woman going into a store and outside there was a barrel full of marks and she didn't even bother taking any. They were so worthless as money because they had been overprinted, overprinted, overprinted. What we have done stupidly as a nation, foolishly, ignorantly, stupidly, is we have given away all these huge giveaways uh, during COVID, the trillions of dollars uh, that we gave away and we're going into debt with the only way out was to print more money. And the more money you print, the more you're headed towards non-negotiable, inescapable inflation. Because the money is now cheap. It's worthless. It doesn't mean, there's not even any gold to back it up. Fort Knox is empty. You're just printing paper. It gets to a point where you could use it to start a campfire. So is it any shock that, look, look, we could almost go so far as to say, based on what John writes, there almost has to be a financial implosion because that's, as Hitler took over Germany, mainly promising to give Germany back her dignity and to restore the economy. And he was able to do it by 
building a war machine because a lot of nations, when they get into trouble financially, one of the best things you can do financially is go to war. So you can invest in war machine and, and, and stimulate the economy with jobs. Hitler promised it that way. Antichrist, I believe, is going to do the same thing. The world's going to be in financial distress. The dollar's not the only thing in trouble, though the dollar is the world's standard, yet the dollar's not the only thing in trouble. Currencies all over the world are in trouble. And I think that there's going to be a, a desperate, a desperate situation with world currency when Antichrist steps into power. And that's one thing he'll do. I'm going to restore your financial security to you. Just take the mark. And we're going to get a system in place and we'll get this economy moving again. Typical politician stuff, empty promises or promises with all kinds of strings attached. Bill Gates, good old Bill of Microsoft fame, is now promoting digital currency, digital, in third world countries that'll make the poor even more dependent on central banks while also turning them into guinea pigs for the development of a cashless society in the U.S. and Europe. Gates outlined this plan for a cashless society in a recently published letter in which he proposed the poor have better access to mobile phones so they can store their financial assets digitally instead of keeping hard currency. If we move to a truly cashless society, writes a New York Times reporter, and I would rarely quote the New York Times, but I will now, they write, if we move to a truly cashless society, it won't be much of an adjustment for most Americans. I don't use much cash anymore anyway. Finally, Damon Darlin, yeah, that's his last name, Darlin. Hey, Darlin! Again, of the New York Times, writes, if I were to make a bet, I'd say that 10 years from now, the most popular answer from young shoppers about how they make small payments would be a thumbprint. And you'll get a dull shrug when you ask what a wallet is. Some of you ladies are going into shock right now. The very thought of not having a, well, I am, my wallet. If I lose my wallet, half my life is in there. And the day is going to come. Just use that hand or stand in front of the machine and scan that forehead. A cashless society would be the IRS's dream, let's face it, because it would give them knowledge and control over the finances of every American, and that's what they love but a worldwide cashless society would give control of the whole world's finances and personal information to none other than Antichrist. And he'll love that. John also predicts we're coming to the close. Can y'all take a little bit more? Say amen or owe me. Are y'all following me? Am I okay here? Are you, are you with me? This is very informative stuff. I did a lot of study on this. John also predicts the mark of the beast is going to be a number. Last thing I'm going to cover tonight. It's going to be a number. Verse 18, Revelations 13. Wisdom is needed here, writes John. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. For it's the number of a man. His number is 666. Now again, for centuries, no one really understood what this meant. That is until computers came along. 666, so what does that mean? Now, we know that the entire world could be marked, could it not, by three sets of six digits each, 18 digits. Much like a city of millions can all receive a phone number out of just 10 digits, one through zero. Prophecy teacher Grant Jeffrey writes this, quote, an enormous and sophisticated computer system in Europe 
will provide the initial consolidated financial integration of the economic systems of the advanced nations. Already an 18-digit number has been assigned to virtually every citizen of the Western world. Did you catch that? I'm not sure you did. Your eyes are glazing on me. I'm gonna say it again. I know it's a lot of information. Already an 18-digit number has been assigned to virtually every citizen of the Western world. Your number includes your year of birth, sex, your current social insurance number, and a code identifying the street you live on. While none of this is the mark of the B system, it's prep. It shows how close we are to the day when the diabolical Antichrist will seize the reins of power and utilize current technology to, to initiate his wicked plan of world control. It's prep. Using the amplified meanings, this is powerful. We're, we're almost done, but I gotta read this to you. Because using the amplified meanings of the original Greek text, because the New Testament was written in Greek, Old Testament in Hebrew, smattering of Latin, but most of it Koine Greek, the Greek of the common man. And so this Greek scholar took Revelations 13, 16 to 18, and he took the Greek language and he created an amplified version of how it would read straight out of the Greek. How many of you have ever read an Amplified Bible? Read it, just raise your hand if you've read an Amplified Bible. Okay, you know how it just takes English words and amplifies those words, giving you several possible synonymous definitions of the same word. He did this with Greek. So he's giving us a Greek Amplified translation of verses 16 to 18 in Revelations 13. You gotta hear this. Here it is, quote, Straight from the Greek, he, the second beast, caused everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive an etching of servitude made with a sharp point in their right hand or in their foreheads. Verse 17, so that no one could buy or sell unless they had the etching of servitude or the authority of the beast or the number of his authority. Verse 18, here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the pebbles as the number of the beast. For it is an individual's ID number. Do you get that? First century man foreseeing an identification number in the 21st century. And that helps me understand what 666 is. Is, is somehow his identification number. His number is incised with a pricking action, willingly by one claiming to possess the Godhead, end quote. Whoa, dude. <laughs> As a guy that I read Greek a lot, that just gave me Holy Ghost bumps because that's straight amplification of what the Greek means. It helps me understand. So, Antichrist, what's the number of his name? Here is wisdom. Let him that has wisdom understand. So now, in the 21st century, we can see it might very well just be his individual identification number, and it comes to 666. It could be 18 digits, I don't know, six each, I don't know, but it's 666, his ID number. And it will be etched onto everybody. So you are now identify with him and are owned by him. John warns in no uncertain terms, and this is the last verse closing, that the mark of the beast must not be received. 
chapter 14, 9 to 10, anyone who worships the beast and his talking statue or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand must drink the wine of God's anger. It has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath and they will be tormented. I didn't write this, John did, by the Spirit of God. They will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. Now this is probably aimed at tribulation saints. They're gonna have to refuse the mark. People saved during the tribulation period are gonna have to refuse the mark. Thanks for tuning in today to Hardwired with Pastor Jeff Wickwire. With the busy schedule everyone has these days, it means the world to us that you would take this time to listen. Let us know how it has touched your heart by calling us at 877-884-3111. You can also connect with us at our website, hardwired.org. It's no secret that our country has had some extreme challenges over the last year or two. People have been going through depression, isolation, emotional pains, disillusionment, and more, and are looking for something to grab a hold of for security. Well, the answer is not in something, it's someone, Jesus Christ. And that's what this program is all about. So here's how you can help us get this message out. Being a listener-supported program means we rely on the financial partnership of our listeners, which means you. And we believe that these messages with Pastor Jeff are making a difference in your life. So this is how you can make a difference to ours. You can contribute by giving us a call at 877-884-3111 or at our website, hardwired.org. 877-884-3111 or go to hardwired.org. Thank you for your very generous gifts. God bless and thanks for listening to Hardwired.